find your niche and, and more so find yourself and stick to it. Don't try to be who you see out there. That's never going to work, you know? And we definitely have a lot of that in this industry, especially over on the residential end. I don't know so much on the commercial end, but oh my goodness, everything that's shiny, it's like, oh, let me try this. Uh, let me try that, you know? And it just doesn't work. It's not going to work the same way for you as it is for that person because that's just not you. Just stick to you. Welcome to the Performance Mindset Podcast. I'm Amy Calandrino. I'm CEO Beyond Commercial. After a decade of providing expert commercial real estate advice and consultation to both business owners and investors, I want to share some of the most inspiring and influential leaders I've met along the way. The goal of the podcast is to share valuable insights from these impactful individuals, as well as business and commercial real estate trends. If you want to grow, you're tuning into the right show. Today, I'm excited to have on my show Buffy Barrett, and she is a Central Florida broker associate with a master's in business administration. She's worked in real estate her entire career and has a genuine passion for it. She has experience in commercial, residential, estate, probate sales, as well as real estate investment trusts. And she takes a hands-on approach and is always up for a challenge. And she's known for her persistence, diligence, communication, negotiation skills, and organizations. Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. What a introduction. <laughs> I'm like, where'd y'all get all that stuff? <laughs> well, you're a shining star. Like I remember when I was reading the Orlando Business Journal like a few years ago and you were on the list of one of the top women-owned businesses and I was like, oh, I got to meet I got to meet her. And it's really hard to be independent and that's not like an easy thing to do. And so I'm not saying that there's not respect for those that are part of a big flag like KW or now there's LPT and the alphabet soup of all oh of these gosh, different so brokerages. Many. So many, so many, <laughs> so many. So, but when you can differentiate yourself and go through all that extra hard work of, you know, sometimes you don't always have the same economies of scale, but what, you know, it's, it's worth it because you're able to provide that like high touch, you know, concierge, you know, experience to, the, to those you serve. But I really respect that. And I saw it. And then what was great was, you know, I reached out to a lot of people on that list and it was interesting that only, you know, not everybody's always like open to meet new people and you had responded to, to me and we've been able to kind of collaborate, you know, with your involvement with the African American Chamber of Commerce and otherwise. And I was like, I need to have her on my show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. It is hard and Actually, at the time that you reached out to me, I was really trying to reach out to other business owners in this area because it is so hard to gain relationships and be able to network with others without them looking at you as competition. Um, you know, yeah. first and foremost, we're women. <laughs> I don't care from what walk of life we come from. I think that it helps to just collaborate and try to see mm -hmm. Because none of us do all of the same thing all at the same time. So I think that it's good that, and I was so thankful that you reached out to me because I was like, there's somebody out there. There's somebody yeah. out there that is okay with connecting with other people. It's, that's cool. That's what we're supposed to do. Well, it's interesting is as I've studied the performance mindset, 
so much across athletes, across, you know, psychologists, across business owners, is you start to develop these patterns. And those people that have the performance mindset, they have this abundance mindset. They don't have this scarcity mindset. And to me, there is so much business in Orlando. I mean, if anybody's listening to this and wants to pick my brain or even wants to pick Buffy's brain, either one of us, we're going to make time. Maybe it's not that very minute, but we're going to pin that, you know, that note and reach back out to you. I also noticed like a lot of people may have this like more fixed, you know, mindset and they, they have this scarcity mindset and they're like afraid. And so they allow like fear and it wasn't too long ago, actually, and I haven't talked about this on my show before, but I reached out to a local small business organization because I'm still wanting to grow and I don't know what I don't know. And so I was looking for a mentor and I thought I was going to get paired with someone who was also like a broker doing some development. At the end of the day, I was told by that person that we knew too many of the same people and he feels like it would be like a conflict. And I was just like, okay, all right, thank you, next. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, I will just figure this out on my own. I do have actually, shout out to uh, my, my business coach, Daryl Parker, who's been by my side for like the last two and a half years. He, he's been there for me, but like, and he lives in New Hampshire. I actually just met him in person over the summer. But yeah, it's interesting. Do, do, have you noticed that too? Oh my goodness. And you yeah. just kind of like make mental notes and then you know. Yes, especially like, you know, I have my cam license as well. And at one point I was entertaining. I think I definitely was a glutton for punishment, entertaining, managing HOAs. Actually went to interview with one, actually was hired with one and was quickly fired by that one. Funny thing though, is I got a call a couple of weeks ago that that same neighborhood that did not want to utilize my services because they thought it was, I guess, a competition with me being already in the industry in another way, mm. that the person that they did choose could have potentially stole about $600,000 from their, yeah, so... <sighs> Although, although it's bad to say, Amy, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's just the, the, the part where you said you, you don't know what you don't know. That is like my motto every day. And mm-hmm. all of us are seeking the same thing, trying to yep. really figure this thing out. You know, as much as we are probably experts in the division that we're in, there's still so much more that, you know, our blinders are not Mm -hmm. catching and it helps to have others from the outside looking in or just being able to share amongst each other what nuance that you've come up with or what have you come across that might help somebody else. You know, I was introduced by a friend of mine. She's a broker friend of mine in Jacksonville. She wanted me to go on to this mastermind yesterday with a bunch of different brokers, all small businesses, majority were women. And we were in there sharing these tidbits on what's going on with Airbnbs or who to push this out to, how to jump down to corporate rental, just a number of different things that I had not thought of. It seems simplistic, but because you're looking at things in one way, 
it was just so helpful and refreshing again to be amongst people that are willing to share and we'd be able to yeah. exchange information and say, I can use you as a resource and you can use me too. You know, it's interesting too, is I've noticed too, that the people who have this more abundance mindset and this sharing tend to be the people that are also out there in the community, like that are giving back. So when you are helping someone else succeed, we all win. Our community wins. Yes. Like the more successful I I am, the more I can invest in, in making my little humans, you know, good, you know, good stewards of like the community moving forward. And my husband and I are also going to start like a nonprofit to nice. help inspire like other entrepreneurs and reach out to like third to fifth graders and some other stuff. But, you know, that costs like some money and, you know, but the more like we help each other, I'm noticing people like you and me, like we're also like, not only are we giving to, to others, I, I have yet to regret like helping someone. And like, and the thing is, is I could tell people this all day long and I could share all my secrets on this podcast. But half the time too, people are like lazy and they don't have the true like performance mindset and they're not going to do anything with it. So like, I am not scared at all. You know how many people that you come across? Well, I'm sure you do. Well, they <laughs> ask you for your opinion. They want because yeah. they see they see that or they think they know where you're going. They see where you what you're doing and they don't know the story behind it. But they ask you all of this stuff and you spend all this time trying to come up with all these wonderful ideas for them and they don't do anything with it. Oh my God. That is so annoying and frustrating for me. Oh my goodness. I'm like, so we just spent like two, three, four, five, I don't know how many hours going over this, you know, me trying to help you with this and then, then you do nothing. Do you want a trick? <laughs> I, I, I don't take as many meetings anymore to help. I mean, I do help people before I necessarily take a meeting with someone like that's new or like seeking advice or seeking men mentorship. I'll like assign them a book to read and then say, once you finish like reading that book and tell me like your top two, three things from that, let's then they'll have a meeting. Mm. I learned that from someone <laughs> like it seems like it's mean, but then you're not if they can't do that one thing then you're just wasting your time. It's very and it's not like you're giving them busy work. You're giving them, like, they've already came to you. They've already said, like, this is the problem that I have. Well, hey, you know, from my experience, I've found this, this, and this to be really, like, helpful. Let's get together. We can talk about it, like, more, like, when we get together. Also, I noticed, too, is sometimes people, like, want to use you as, like, 911. It's, like, an emergency. But there's not really, like, an emergency. Like, you know, I noticed, like, my Calendly tends to be, like, a good, like, filtration device with people. Oh, but I wanted to circle back to around to that cam on property management thing as we talking about that, it was interesting. I call that boomerangs. Like you do all the right thing, you tell them everything and they go and do like the opposite of what you say and then they come back to you and I call it like a Yeah, a and boomerang. I told them I'm like, I have no interest in taking on that community. Actually I found out that that wasn't, I'm a huge proponent. I took this class on RGAs, right? Or mm -hmm. income revenue generating activities or whatever. But that was one of the biggest things that I have learned doing this is if it's not a revenue generating activity, what am I doing it for? 
Oh, yes. Yep, what am yep, I doing yep. this for? So I, Amy, I could tell you how quickly I shut that thing down. I shut the whole company down because I was like, if, if I'm going to be wasting time babysitting adults to try to get this paycheck, it's not worth the energy. I could be doing oh so gosh. much more with residential matchmakers <laughs> than this mm. thing over here. Forget it. I'm out. <laughs> well, that... That was the whole precipice of my podcast is I went through this whole babysitting exercise for a few years where I thought the thing for me to do was to get bigger as in size of people and not everybody had the same work ethic as me and not everybody had the same way of doing things. And so I was like banging my, my head against the wall. And then they were always like, I would feed them like mama bird and they're like, more and more, more and more mom. And it was, I was so miserable. I was financially drained, emotionally drained. And like, I, I kind of like felt trapped, but then I just had to take action to reorganize. And now I've reorganized my company and like, I'm the happiest like I've ever been. But then the same thing with clients, I've decided whoever's going to work on my team, whoever's going to be my friend, who, whoever's going to be my team, whoever's going to be a friend, whoever's going to be a client. I got to like enjoy it and I got to be like appreciated and I can't let myself be treated like a doormat anymore. And I noticed that the more and more and more you're really careful about who you have in that circle that you don't get drained. And instead I'm going to leave this podcast. I'll probably be skipping down my hallway because like it, these things just energize me so much. I was having this conversation with one of my girlfriends and I told her, you know, we got to talking one of the things that I told her, you know, oh, she should do this. And I said, you know, what, what, what is going to help you is to mind your business. Literally mind your business. I mind my business now. I mean, all that helping that I was trying to do before, while your example is, is nice and, and sweet and whatever, I, I probably will use that when I'm not as hurt and saying, I have nothing for you. I'm minding my business. I need you to mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent so much time as you as we oh I just say I don't have bandwidth or whatever that, that I have a bunch of like things pinned in my phone of nice ways to, nice ways to say like no and I think that's <laughs> the biggest thing is protecting your energy protecting your time doing things that are revenue generating doing things that are building like your your soul and your character like all those things like yes. how much more impactful and those people that like i mean i hear about people talking about me and they're like how did amy get that client and da 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 da, da. and i've also had people trying to steal them now lately and these guys from other brokerages I haven't had a girl, like, but it's been guys and they feel like entitled and why did you, well, I've been working my ass off. <laughs> so, like, so. Look, when you use the key word entitled, right? That's a form of greed, yeah. <laughs> yep. which we have oh, a lot yeah. of in this industry. So, <laughs> so like I said, like when we talk about performance mindset, then you talk about the abundance versus the scarcity and all that kind of stuff. You start to come up with these attributes. And when you start to see those attributes, I notice people that have this fixed mindset, they tend to be fake nice. Like the people that come on like super syrupy. I'm like, uh-oh. What's Stay under tuned. this? What mm -hmm. do you want? Have you noticed that? Oh, God. Have you noticed yes. that before? 
Yes. I didn't notice it before, but the more and more I do this podcast and the more like I've been like around the right people and the more I've been putting my priorities straight, I can see it. I'm like, oh. I definitely have been accused of, you know, when I'm first meeting a person, I will, I'm more so not that I'm watching them, but I'm watching them. Right. Because I want to know how, I want to know how you coming across to me. Is it genuine? Do you really yep. want to know who I am? Because I really want to know who you are. You know, that's yep. how we find connections in this world, not yep. just even in this industry. I really want to see how I can help you. And I want you to genuinely see how you can help me. Like, right. Because otherwise I don't, I don't want to make time for it. And it's bad to say, you know, it's just that that's the way that it's I It's not feel. though. It's not though, because then you're impactful. Like I, I tell people when I'm first starting them out on a deal, sure. Tell me about what real estate you want, but I need to understand your family, like yes. your why and all the other things. And I know you have a similar approach and probably for the listeners too, like, why do I have someone who's in my same exact market, who is a woman who does a lot of the same things that I do is because I think that I may not be the best fit for everybody. And Buff, if you're not going to use me, I want people to know about Buffy. <laughs> like, the and then maybe there's something that it. you need to help. Yeah, nobody yeah, does it like, like Amy does it, right? Yeah. Nobody does yep. it like Buffy does it. Nobody does it yeah. like whomever you have on your team does it, you know? Yeah. And that's just the way that it is. You're going to resonate right. whomever you resonate with. That was one of the, the first things that it was someone that's not even in our industry. When I got into it almost 14 years ago, the woman, she told me, she said, find your niche and stick to it. I didn't yeah. know what that meant at that time. But over time, it's definitely, I still hear her in my ear telling me, find your niche and and more so, find yourself Yeah. and stick to it. Don't try to be who you see out there. That's never going to work, you know? And we definitely have a lot of that in this industry, especially over on the residential end. I don't know so much on the commercial end, but oh my goodness, everything that's shiny, it's like, oh, let me try this. Uh, let me try that, you know? And it just doesn't work. It's not going to work the same way for you as it is for that person because that's just not you. Just well, I was listening to a podcast last night because I can't stop myself even after I stop working. But he was <laughs> saying if I only have like like a hundred units of my brain or something like that, you got to like pick what it is you're going to work on. And like and if not, you got to like write it down and just kind of like leave it off to the, the side. But it's it's uh, definitely interesting. So let's talk about you. We've had a great conversation, but I'm interested like. You started, you've been realizing a lot of success, but do you have some things that you prioritize like in your life or do you have like a, let's talk about your priorities and if you have like a typical kind of day, the way you kind of bookend your day. So first thing first, when I get up in the morning, I am, I'm doing a devotional. I need to have like mm -hmm. some time for me, however that yep. comes across, whether that's through prayer or reading or, you know, sitting in my favorite chair in my living room or sitting even in my closet. You know, I need to have some kind of time to really adjust what in the world am I doing today? And I even physically said, I was even saying it to my daughter this morning, even if I don't have the words to pray, because I believe that's a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. I say, Lord, thank you for waking me up. Whoever I meet, let me be 
some kind of shining light to them and let them be some kind of shining light to me. Let me find Mm. out how I can help these people, Mm. you know, and that can be it. Let me just adjust my day. Or it might be with music or something that will get me set for this day. You never know what's out that door when you're when you're going out there. So I just try to set up my day so that I can take on whatever is coming my way. Mm. It's interesting. I traveled to the Globe Street Women's Conference in July and I ended up having a couple friends with me and I don't think they'll care if I say it. Sarah Malcolm, who's here in Orlando, she owns a marketing agency, Quiet Valor, and she's actually been on my podcast before. And my friend, Dalee Becker, she owns her own commercial real estate firm in Texas. And we all rode together and we actually prayed on the way to the conference that we could say the right things when we met people and and be a great vision and really like absorb information. I got there and like, I just felt so, so good. And I think everybody has their own journey, but when you can especially find people that, that understand that, that you have to put your own mask on and whatever it is to start your day. I traveled solo with my kids this summer too. And I've never had the flight attendants and, or I didn't notice it before because I had someone else with me when I was solo with a two and a three and a half year old on flights <laughs> and on both flights well, on the way up and the way down. And 50, you I'm sure. <laughs> they said okay so if anything happens put your own mask on first and I'm like but you know the more that we you know you know and you were saying like mind your own business it's almost like you put your own blinders on because if you don't put that if you don't preserve yourself how are you going to help anybody else really true really 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 true but as as far as like priorities you know that's one of my first things that I want to do when I before I leave home if I don't do it for me, I just don't find that my day is going as productively as it probably should have been. And then definitely trying to, and it, and that's still a thing every, every day, I would say, is the balance of personal life and business life. You know, and Dada, yeah. me and my husband talk about, you know, a lot of our business life, even when we're hanging out personally, because He's in general, you know, contracting and home inspection and I'm in real estate. So we're talking about it even in our Mm -hmm. personal time. But I think we've kind of gotten over the fact that I know some people like to say, oh, you don't talk about business when you're talking, you know, when you're with somebody. I've whatever. (laughs) No, it's like you got to you structure. You have to structure your relationship, your time with your kids you know, your personal life, the way that fits you. Yeah. Not according to whatever else is going on with, with somebody else. That's, that's for them. That's not for me. Well, and I used to worry what people would think. And now my clients understand that my kids are very much a part of my life. And most of the time they're in daycare with a nanny. But every so often I have to take them with a showing and they're holding a floor plan in the flyer <laughs> for me. And it just, it is what it is. Yep. And of course, I train them to be kind and curious individuals. I think those are like the top two traits, because if you're like kind, you're going to be like honest, you're going to have integrity. And if you're curious, then you're wanting to be learning and sharing and all the other stuff. But, you know, they're they're good. They're good. And they've been going to restaurants since they've been like eight months old. So they're learning a skill, even days old. Like, I mean, they they know and like they hardly misbehave if like they're somewhere they they know what need to do but most of the time i mean i want to be 100% focused on what i'm doing but no i agree you have to and if 
people don't, I did lose a client this summer vacationing and it wasn't a client. It was a referral from someone out of market. And I had lost a couple family members this summer and I moved my offices around. I had I lived 10 lives in the month of June this summer. And I just, I had to take off the 4th of July weekend. Like it was going to be my first break for the summer. And they ended up blowing up my phone like three, four, five times in the matter of like a day and sending me like three emails. And then I saw them. I'm like, oh, so glad that you reached out. Let's set a call for right after 4th of July. I have some things I have to wrap up before this weekend. I know that you're needing a status update. Here's the status update. But we can talk about this more after the 4th of July. And then they told me that I'm not communicative. After also, by the way, they were slow rolling me on some other stuff. But anyways, that it's so funny, though. I've definitely gotten that. But I mean, it's not the right fit. Then I mean, it didn't matter. I've just learned to say, well, that was God's way of moving them on, (laughs) moving them on to to somebody else. Maybe that's going to help them the way that they want to be helped. I, I don't know. You know? You can't please everybody. I don't know what more I could have done. And they're like, you could have gotten the phone for five minutes. I have yet to have a five minute phone call with your. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> so you talked a little bit about working with your, your husband. Love to give him a shout out. Can you talk a little bit more about what you were talking about, what he all does and then how that all kind of marries together, pun intended. Yay. And yeah, how that's been. I know I kind of get to work and collaborate with my husband too. And it's kind of fun to do. Yes, it is. He does handle a lot of either, not just our firm's home inspections, but he does some commercial inspections. He was just in Coco doing one this weekend, but he's also a general contractor. So there is a project right now that he's working on for, for me. And it was a burned down home of a customer of mine. But they wanted to simply rid the property. Well, one of his friends is an investor and he purchased the property and now they're looking to build it back up. So it's good to do that collaboration because Mm -hmm. I get to understand his terminology and then he understands my terminology. What's important to me in my industry versus what might be most important to him in his industry. And we'd be able to talk about it, chat about it you know, figure out how we can help each other grow. You know, we're married yeah. in this, but we still have individual goals that mm-hmm. we want to achieve. So it's just really good that way to talk about him. And, you know, some of my friends or some of my colleagues too, they'll tell him when they meet him, they're like, there's not a room that your wife goes into and she's not <laughs> talking about you, you know? So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I told you that. <laughs> I like the way he does stuff and I'm, I, I always put my husband out there because I believe in what he does and likewise he does yeah. the same for me. Yeah. And we got to, maybe we'll just even do a double date soon. So that we'll have cool. to set one up. That yeah. would be cool. We're going to hold each other accountable <laughs> before the end of summer. So fall starts September 21st. Yes. And we will do that. So yes. <laughs> if I you don't set a date or a goal. To, I'm going to be doing, uh, but that won't be until November, but I'm going to do a wine and wellness um, to a drip lounge in Maitland. So I'll send, I'll send you guys the invitation for that too. That'd be great too. Yeah. So Awesome. So you do a lot of deals. Do you have any in particular that have been like a challenging one or that you've got to use your communication negotiation skills that kind of stands out? You can omit specific details that identify it or if it's over, you can kind of talk about it too. We can do that. Yeah. So 
challenge, challenge, challenges. I, I do get probate property. So, you know, those come with their challenges, you know, especially mm -hmm. when there's a multitude of family involved. Yeah. And there's no will. <laughs> so, yeah, that is something that I'm told. And I don't know if this is a big uh, thing in, you know, among amongst Caucasians, but I know in African-Americans, wills are like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, whatever happens, you know, it's not something where it is a lot of forethought into it, especially when you're owning property. So I'm, I'm, I yeah. find myself always talking about it and just letting families know, too, that as close as you think you are when mom and dad are alive, just let me tell you how it's going to be after their death, you know? Oh, oh yeah. And so I, I lost, um, and I might be jumping around here, but I promise I'm going somewhere with it. The, um, I lost a good friend of mine when we were in our early 30s. She had a brain aneurysm and just fell dead in the garage. Mm. It was at that time I was adamant, and I didn't care if it was, I think it was a Susie Orman thing that I got from my neighbor or something. Mm -hmm. I just drafted something. So that had something because I saw the turmoil that went on with her life after yeah. her death. And she left a young child up behind. She had been wanting yeah. a baby so long. And I believe at that point he was maybe two or three years old. So it was, it was a, a wake up call for me as far as just kind of having things in line. But my husband and I, we wanted to get our wills and everything drafted so that we don't have the same issue with our kids if something were to happen to us, especially that we're self-employed, we're business owners. If we don't take care mm -hmm. of ourselves, there is no business. So I would find that most of my challenges have been in my probate matters. And it's not more so on the real estate side, it's more so on the counseling side for families yeah. and really just trying to get an understanding of how is this going to work? Can we come to some kind of meeting of the minds in order to get this, this done? So yeah. those have been most of, of my challenges. You know, I can relate to that because we both don't do much, if any, corporate institutional work. I mean, I, I might like sometimes get involved with something that's like larger and more, more red tape and more bureaucracy and more analytical, less emotional. But mostly I'm working with closely held businesses. And then I worked with my, my husband who has a small business law firm for a great number of years. And I think regardless of the ethnicity and sexual orientation, religion or whatever, you just have different types of people. Like some people are like, if you don't do a will, then like it doesn't exist. <laughs> Like nothing's ever going to happen. Life's going to go on forever. It's the same like people that just don't want to, to do, do all the things. And like my husband is a business attorney and he noticed a pattern and I actually worked with him during this time. It was before I started my, my real estate company. But when we had the really great recession in 2008, the entrepreneurs who had survived were the ones that had protected themselves and did asset protection, had the right insurance, you know, some, there's nothing you could have done, right? It just is what it is. But a lot were able to kind of like hunker down and, and make it through that because, you know, you have three lines of defense. One is like having like your contracts, like in order and having good contracts, your business entity, and then your asset protection. And your asset protection too is kind of like your estate planning, your business succession planning, 
all those kinds of things. And even me personally, I have to like annually go and sit down with my husband or his associate and be like, okay, we formed another LLC. Is this tied down right? Do we have everything kind of protected? And then like now, like there's a stack of like all my corporate books right there. We have, because we have so many different entities and so many different things, but it takes more work, but I have more like peace of mind in my life and I can focus more on making an impact for the clients that I serve, knowing that, you know, and we just updated our estate plans again because we did them right before the kids came, but updated our pre-need guardian. I mean, maybe some people want their parents to take their children, but maybe people have other people that they would like to. I actually just got a text while on this show that someone just wants to make me a pre-need guardian. Oh my goodness. An emergency contact. So I'm like, okay. Oh my I'll be another goodness. one. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to need a bigger house, but no. But I mean, you just don't know and they got to take care of that stuff. But I can agree with you. I think you like, it takes more work, but you also build the relationships. I, I don't want to have superficial relationships with friends or teammates or clients. I feel deeply in I just in more of like I want a deep person and when I've been in more of a phase when I had all of those all of those agents and I was trying to be more corporate I was not happy I I was not happy and now that it's like smaller I'm so happy <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I've definitely had people want to push me into doing something bigger or more you know of course it's a thought while they're yeah. talking about it. But at the end of the day, you still have to do what you have bandwidth for, right? Yeah. I don't have bandwidth for a, a large firm and I don't want to be the kind of broker where I put people on a shelf, you know, or I forget about them or they don't know uh -huh. that I'm looking at their activity because I want to see them, you know? Yes. I will send like a motivational message to my, my agents or an individual message, or I, they get individual calls from me to tell me, tell them, I see that you're not doing anything and I want you to do something. I need you to get up and do something today. Right. And I don't think that bigger brokerages give you that. I know that they don't give you that. So right. I think that's a question of like, if any of us small business owners, small women business owners think that we're not doing enough, we're doing just enough for everybody. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, when I tell people, you know, or when they look up how many transactions I do in a year, they're like, oh, and you do that. Because I don't have all the noise and all the other things. And, but yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'm open. Like if I pick up one person here and, you know, here and there. But they got to be like the right people. I have two associates right now. They're both very motivated. They're both very caring. They care. I want people that have head and heart. If you don't have head and heart, you're, you're just, you're not the right vibe for my organization. Mm -hmm. You might just need to go find a, another brokerage that fits you better if you're more cutthroat numbers, big deals, all that kind of stuff. Cause I know the big deals will come if I do like the right thing, but I'm also super happy doing, you know, tenant representation as well for, uh, you know, a thousand square feet. Yeah. And some people may not like agree with that, but you know, I don't know. Bring, I, I got to do things that bring me joy. Right. So. Right. Oh my gosh. I so agree. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Well, this has been a great conversation. Actually, I, I shouldn't pick favorites, but this is up there. <laughs> and I always, whenever these drop, I, I listen to them again and I'm like, oh, I get so many like nuggets and then I'm like taking notes because I'm here during it. But then I'm like, e even listening back to it, I get so much from it. So, well, I definitely like um, your book idea. So I'm definitely stealing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy to connect you to all the things that I did to do it. I have a ghostwriter and all that. Happy to share her. She's been great. Oh, no. We're still rocking and rolling on book. <laughs> Not to oh. write a book. But oh, not to write a book. Telling people. Oh, to give a book on a meeting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to say like, oh, okay, read that. No, I leave the book writing to you, Amy. <laughs> it, it, I enjoying it though it's 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 been it's been a journey i'm about more than three chapters in i think we're in our fourth or fifth chapter i can't remember how many chapters we're gonna do but it's exciting nice. so you're like but yeah give someone give someone some homework make them earn it i mean otherwise you're breeding entitlement and oh my gosh i think that's the theme for this today's podcast <laughs> is i just Entitlement is icky to me. Yeah. I don't like it. So why are we going to breed it? And don't feel guilty about if somebody wants something from you, but you want them to do something before you do something from them, that is perfectly fine. And there's nothing wrong with it. And somebody doesn't like it, then go ask somebody else for help. Very true. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Definitely going to so, use it. Is there anything that we talked about potentially covering today that I didn't cover or you want to talk about? I know that we did speak about maybe I guess my my involvement with the chamber. Yes, yes. So talk about the African American Chamber of Commerce, what it exists for, being involved with that, and any other organizations that you're part of. So I began to want, to, of course, when we moved over here, trying to, of course, like I said, trying to get connections, trying to understand like what I don't know. You know, who can tell right. me what I don't know? Where can I go? So I went to a State of the Union event for the African-American Chamber over at FAMU University and sat, sat in there and came back when I finished with everything, I came back to the office and I was like, okay, I think this is a start because I had gone to other chambers and I just didn't get a feel for like, what is it that you can do to help me, you know? Yeah. And immediately the person that was like the coordinator to get new members in, she started giving us a lot of information just in on our new member orientation. Mm -hmm. Things that I had not even thought about doing, you know, again, thinking about my business one way, but definitely being a part of the African-American Chamber has opened up some doors for me yeah. that I didn't even think existed. It wasn't even that I thought, oh, that's a closed door. I didn't even know that door was there. Them having these classes or introducing me to people that have helped me gain business and to, again, think about business in a different way. Even, you know, how my minority business certification, you know, came yeah. about. Now I have my DBE certification, trying to work on that with relocations. And yeah, it's, it's just been so helpful. But I will say to, to anybody, and it goes, I, I think it just goes along with the kind of person that you are as well. If you are going to become a part of a chamber or any any sort of organization, whether it be community service or what, if you don't have the time for it, don't become a part of it. 
Right. There are so many people that they become a part of the chamber and I have gotten, you know, that, oh, they don't do anything for me. They don't do anything for me. They don't do anything for me. Well, what are you doing for it? Are you present? Do they know? Yeah. Just because you signed up for it doesn't mean that you're entitled to get anything. Yes. Give or get. <laughs> So I have been definitely a giver of my time only because I believe in what they're doing. I believe in the leads group and what we are trying to source. The leads group that I'm the president of, it is another section or a part of the chamber. What we do in my particular one is we offer business tools and ideas and referrals and leads to each other to hopefully help build the business. So the, the $75 that we ask, um, and this is a separate fee outside of being a part of the chamber, and that's just a year, every year, mm -hmm. you're given two free meetings to come and see and check it out. And it's not just meant for African-American people. If anybody else wanted to be a part of it, they're more than welcome to be a part of it as long as they're the only industry that's represented in that meeting. Because we don't want to have the, a multitude of the same industry that we oh, yeah. to, you know, give, give leads to. Yeah. You want to have some synergy. Yeah. So wherein maybe I'm representing property management or these other, you know, parts of it, it could be somebody else that could come in and represent some other part of real estate. I don't yeah. do everything, you know, I don't sell businesses. I don't know how to do it. Then I would leave that to the experts, you know? <laughs> you know? So it's just been really good. But it's really good because I believe in it. I believe yeah. in where they're trying to head. I, I bought into it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, as they say, you know? So I, I, and if I get into anything else, that's just the way that I am. If I'm a part of it, I'm a part of it. If I'm going to, even if it's a nonprofit organization at one point last year, that's what I was dedicating all of my events for, was to give a portion of whatever proceeds came in from it to a nonprofit organization that was a woman-based mm. nonprofit, nonprofit organization. So wow. that's just a little bit about the chamber. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I've found that when you have some very dedicated, intentional people, it's wonderful to see like what can kind of come out of it. And then I do see those fake nice people that are just throwing their business cards like they're like lack of a better word like they're at a strip club i swear to god like they go into it a bat and they're like yeah like, i hate it and i'm just like, like there is really no connection i don't know what you do and how am i going right. to not be a mouthpiece for you i've come to network here because i want to be a mouthpiece for you right. but i want you to be a mouthpiece for me right I find that when I go to a networking event, I don't go to as many now because obviously I have the little ones, but if I do, I'm always asking people like, you know, did you have a good summer? Do you have any plans for the summer? You know, how was your weekend? What's coming up this weekend? Did you have something cool come up? I will never ask somebody what they do first. And I actually find that that's a good yeah. filtering because we talked a lot about entitlement and filtering today, but I find that's a good filtering because if somebody's like, Ooh, like what's that person like asking that for then we aren't like we're probably not the right vibe i'm right. probably gonna annoy you yeah <laughs> i think and, and because there's so many of us there's so many attorneys there's so many realtors right yeah what's the last thing that you should be leading with when you're going to a networking event you really want to understand who is this person you know i don't care if you're talking about like you said you know 
what what do you like to do you know or what did you do this summer you know what try to really understand the person before you start yeah. getting and in, diving into their business yeah yeah so no that's that's a great tip no matter like where you're going it depends on you know how you are but i i find in my own personal practice that just it just really helps like save me a lot of aggravation. Yeah. And then I think coming to grips too is just like, again, I'm not the right fit for everybody. I have one client who lovingly says that I'm, I'm good crazy. (laughs) I'm like, I love you. I love you. We've been working together for a long, long time. So yeah, you know, you'd be okay with you. Like, okay, I can see, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. It, well, it's, you know, I find that too, also some of the most successful people are both organized and really creative. And sometimes that creative zaniness, that energy can kind of come across a little kooky, but oh my gosh. Well, this has been, this has been so fun. We may even have to do a part two. And then we talked about potentially even two, we can maybe have, um, we can have your husband on too. So we can do that maybe next time, do a part two, talk about that. And then I, I knew the last note I was going to make for myself on my Apple notes was, is follow up with your husband, like on any of my upcoming inspections. (laughs) So you have to make it intentional and we'll get dinner going. Yes. Well, cool. Well, oh, how do people find you if they want to connect with you? Because you're happy to connect if somebody wants to connect. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Our firm's website is myresidentialmatchmakers.com. Of course, you can find me also on agentbuffyrealestate.com. We are on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram under Residential Matchmakers. Uh, And our office phone, 407-286-1698. Or you can always call me directly, 321-332-4503. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time again. And I know we're going to be getting together soon. Thank you so much, Amy. (laughs) And thank you to everyone who's tuned in today. Let's continue to go beyond and strengthening that performance mindset. I'm Amy Calandrino and signing off.